Welcome back to the Bleached and Bothered podcast. My name is Layla Halber, and I'm your hostess with the mostess, or host. Do you say hostess or host? I feel like it's hostess because I'm a lady, but I don't know. That's beside the point. Um, <laughs> let's see here. What else? What other? Oh, my God. I just really don't think I'm ever going to be able to get through an intro without, like, knocking something over, forgetting what I need to say. But uh, anyway, welcome back. If you are a faithful listener, if this is your first time, thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you enjoy, and I hope you go back and binge all the other episodes. (laughs) Um, If you don't follow me on Instagram already, you can do that if you like. It's at Layla.Halbert, and the podcast Instagram is at Bleached and Bothered Pod. Um, That is where all of the episode um, updates and what am I, what's the word I'm thinking of? That's where all the, that's where all the shit about the podcast gets posted first. So you get to know first and then I sometimes do post about it on my personal page, sometimes not. But you want to be following the podcast Instagram. So do that if you're not already. Um... What else? Keep rating, reviewing, subscribing, all that good stuff. Appreciate you. Um, Today, I have with me my friend Suzanne Pavluk. Hello. Did I say it right? You did. Yeah, you got it. I (laughs) I have such a thing about saying people's names wrong because my name has been butchered my entire life. Um, so I would always rather, like, ask five million times than try and say it wrong, so. Well, you got it right. Did you ever hear my maiden name? Yes, because (laughs) we went to school together. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, Suzanne and I, so I do Suzanne, I've been doing your hair for almost three years. Has it been that long? Well, Oliver's two and a half, and I, well, so, like, two and a half years, because I came to you right after I messed it up so bad. (laughs) um doing it myself yeah that's so crazy highly don't recommend well yeah because I guess I started doing your hair before I got pregnant too Mm -hmm. so geez what is what is time what is happening just keeps on spinning um yeah anyway so I've been doing Suzanne's hair for a couple of years um but before that we this is how small not just like Whatcom County but the world really but this is how small Whatcom County is so we went to school together in like elementary school, yeah. like third grade or something. I think maybe were you there fifth in fifth grade? Uh, fourth and fifth grade, I was at Carl Kosher. Okay, so it was third grade because what, oh no 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 no, no, no. Been fourth and fifth grade right? Third and fourth, I was at Carl. Kosher. So it would have been fourth only. Yeah, fourth. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> we moved a lot when I was a kid, so I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? Yeah, so fourth grade, which was one million years ago. Yeah. Um. So we went to school together in elementary school. And then we moved, and we went to Alderwood um, for a year, and then, um, which is a different elementary school for those of you who aren't local to Bellingham area. Um, But anyway, so we went to school together way back in the day, and then I think you went to college with my sister, with my little sister. Lottie and I were in the same program. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Um, so then from there, how did, 
how did you end up sitting in my chair? I can't I remember. I just, like, kind of stalked you on the internet. Oh, okay, great. It's <laughs> perfect. No, so what happened... <laughs> I... Okay, I, I knew of you, uh-huh. and I knew you did hair, and I knew that you were active on social media. Yeah. And I don't know how I rediscovered you, like, to, to know those things. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was just, like... I somebody we had in common had you on their their page or something, but I I saw you recognized you yeah, and then I followed you and okay. then I fucked my hair up so bad <laughs> by myself, <laughs> and I was like, okay, so um, I you know like I need someone who knows what they're doing, and the girl that was doing my hair before I screwed my hair up had moved away, okay, and so I was like in the market for a new hair person to help me uh-huh and I was also sort of like um in a time of like okay what kind of energies do I want to invite into my life yeah you know what I mean yeah so I was doing like uh some, some serious, serious stalking. <laughs> internet stalking wow because <laughs> I'm like pretty like okay who's allowed in my life and who's not yeah. and I thought you were really awesome and I was like hmm okay I will uh <laughs> stalk her, find her phone number, and text her and see if she can fix my hair. I love it. Well, I mean, why else does anyone who works in a trade of any sort use social media? It's mm-hmm. for that purpose. I get that a lot from people, um, whether it's people I know, but I haven't done their hair, or I don't know them at all. They're strangers, and they just find me on the internet somehow yeah. or whatever. They're always like, I'm really sorry. Like, this is so weird. I feel so creepy. I'm like, my shit on social media is public i put my like contact information Mm -hmm. out there it's not creepy i'm asking for it yeah i straight up got your phone number (laughs) off of the plum website (laughs) it's just so so funny people are that's like always not always but a lot of times it's like the first thing anyone was like i'm I'm sorry like i feel weird i'm like don't feel weird that that's the whole point of putting anyway so it's fine. Yeah. So um, it, the only time it's not fine is like when people start like showing up at my house at like weird hours oh. or just in Has general. Has that happened to I don't, you? No, it hasn't. Oh. <laughs> but I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, so I'm a little bit paranoid, mm-hmm. but like not enough to make any of my shit private. Uh, true, true crime. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Relatable. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It is what it is. Yeah, I know. I Yeah, true. Cr- uh, yeah. <laughs> I so. figure if I'm like aware of it, then it's less likely to. Oh, yeah. Happen. Well, I tell all Knock my on friends, wood. Yeah, if you need to get rid of a body, <laughs> let me know because I know all the ways to fail. Because <laughs> I watch so much true crime. Yeah. <laughs> if you're thinking about it, just run it by me first. Yeah, I'll so let I you can, know uh... if it's kosher or not. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Isn't murder just the funniest? It's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. That was a joke. That was for comedy <laughs> for all you little sensitive bitches out there. Yeah, we have comedic effect going on. <laughs> anyway, I feel like at this point, I shouldn't have to like disclaim that. Disclaim? Uh, yeah. Is that the word? Anyway. Oh, so yeah, yeah that's kind of how we know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, I have, like, this really, um, I don't, I don't know, maybe there's a word for it, but I have, um, I feel a unique ability to, like, remember people, um, so. Do you remember me? Oh, yeah, so when, so when (laughs) Suzanne reached out, I totally remember, like, 
when I saw like your picture or whatever it was, however we got, whether I think it was through Instagram maybe. Um, but I was like, oh yeah, like we went to school together, like at elementary yeah. school. Or like when I was in high school, I worked at um, Zoomies in the mall. Oh, you did? Yeah. And did you see me there? Did you work there? No, but I shopped there. Oh, maybe. <laughs> no. Well, so so I I used to see people that I went to school with, like in elementary school, uh-huh. and at the, when I worked there, I was in high school. But I used to, and we had moved to Linden. So, mm-hmm. but I would see I would see people in there that I knew from like elementary school, and I would recognize them and remember their like at least their first name, if not their last name too. And I would like say hi to people and they'd be like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. So I stopped doing it because <laughs> I was funny. so embarrassed. Oh my God. There's only so many times that you can like say hi to someone and recognize them and them not know who you are at yeah. all to where you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to pretend I don't know who you are. Yeah. My husband uh, Taras so has that ability. He's just like that. Yeah, I don't it's know weird. what it is. Yeah, he remembers people from when he was like. Five, I can't remember like, what I had for Ow. lunch yesterday, but I, I can tell you half the first and last names of the kid, kids yeah. in my third grade class. I know. And almost, I think I could probably tell you the names of every single teacher I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like even like through like middle school and high yeah. school, you know, when oh, you have wow. like multiple. And you have periods. so many. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why. I guess I'm in the right career. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> you are <laughs> that's funny oh and my gosh so um so my memory of you from elementary school is oh god because <laughs> i don't think we were in the same class no i don't think so. whose class were you in i was in mrs polino yeah we were then were you in mrs polino yeah oh my gosh okay because i just remember you from choir obviously <laughs> <laughs> and me and Tasha king were like layla always gets the solos <laughs> She's still salty. I am. <laughs> Listen. Okay. I had to stop doing choir after a few years because I am just not a choir girl, you know? I'm a solo kind <laughs> yeah, of girl. Obviously. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's whatever. so funny. Wow. Oh, I just remember, I think it was it was before that, but in third grade, um, there, there was a couple of, like, class plays that we did. One was... One was Snow White, and one was, I think it was, there was another one, maybe Cinderella? I don't know, but I really wanted to be Cinderella. They wouldn't pick me because I wasn't blonde. What? Very upset. My natural, my hair's kind of blonde right now, but my natural hair color is dark, for oh, those of you who don't know. let's just that shit wouldn't fly now. Well, it was a different time. It was, this is the <laughs> 90s, folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so I had to settle for Snow White. <sighs> <laughs> But I have a, I have a, I have a, a, like a home video or videotape of this play somewhere. Post it to the, post it to the page. Oh my God. I would literally have to like dig for a while in the garage to find it, but it's somewhere. Um, but like, it's so like cringy. I basically haven't changed at all from, I mean, I have, but like, (laughs) as far as like being like extra and like wanting to be the center of attention and being loud and whatever, it just, that hasn't changed at all from the day I was born until now. (laughs) And it's so funny because I really thought I was hot shit and like all the like singing, (laughs) like it was just, it was so bad. But it's wholesome. So, (sighs) I mean, come on. (laughs) Still pissed that they wouldn't let me be Cinderella, but whatever. I'll get over it. Yeah, we're, we all have elementary. Uh... That's so funny. I haven't thought about that <clears throat> in a long time. I know. Well, I've been thinking about it all these years. <laughs> <laughs> she just came.
came on this podcast to get her revenge. She's like, listen, bitch. I'm bothered. <laughs> oh, my. Usually we save that for the end okay, of the episode. Okay, well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm right to it. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hope everyone else thinks this is as funny as I do because <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, let's be honest. I wasn't getting any songs. (laughs) Well, maybe this is your chance. Go ahead and sing a little ditty for us. (laughs) That's all I got. Well, that explains it. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm starting to sweat. (laughs) I know. That happens in here. I think, I don't know what, what the problem is, but... It is, like, 10 degrees warmer in the studio than it is in the rest of the house, which is why I have that little fan on, so. Thank you. Um, Anyway, now that we've got all that (laughs) out of the way, (laughs) wow, I always learn all these things from people when they come, they're like, oh, when I met you, or when I knew you at this point, I thought this, I'm like, oh my god, thank god I've become a little more self-aware, jeez. But I guess you can't really be that self-aware when you're 10, No, it's, it's, like, literally not in the human development, like, flow I guess that for that sense. age. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. What else? Should we just get right to yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it feels unnatural for me to talk about myself and my life, like, yeah. knowing people are going to listen to it. And just don't think about that. It's fine. <laughs> Just pretend we're in the salon. You've got I a know. caper well, on your neck. I feel so beautiful when I come see you at the salon. <laughs> yeah. It feels like I'm a potato in a cake. That's, yep, that's pretty much it. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, so basically, um, yeah, so I was born and raised in Bellingham. Uh-huh. And um, I, uh... I've lived here pretty much all my life, except for a few years when I moved away um, right after high school. Um, But, like, the whole theme of my life right now is sort of redefining who I am as an adult, which I think we all do. Yeah. You know? For sure. Um, And my journey toward... It, it sounds really corny to say, but, like, self-actualizing my goal self. Uh, it feels like it's just, it feels like it's been hard. Like, it hasn't been smooth, and um, it, sometimes it's been painful, and sometimes it's been really transformative. Mm-hmm. But I just, I think about <clears throat> who I was 10 years ago and how much I've changed in the last decade and it's it's amazing to me and I never would have thought it was possible before how long have you and your husband been together we've been together since we were 18 wow but we met when we were 14 and 15 that's crazy yeah and you guys have two kids we have two kids one on the way (laughs) I know (laughs) surprise (laughs) (laughs) Uh, nobody knows but they do know Um, yeah, and both of our kids are, or or all three of our kids will be, so there are 17 months between the first two and 17 months between the last two. Damn. So boom, boom, boom. We'll have three under three. Will you have more? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. 
<laughs> not that you have to decide that right yeah. now, but I'm always, I'm just always well, curious. What I've learned about having babies is you say you're done and then maybe you're not. <laughs> well uh yeah i guess i guess it's that's uh more of a reality when you're have a husband when when you're when you're have a husband when you've got yourself or at least a partner of some sort yeah a partner he well you know i don't know i mean after oliver which is our our first oliver he's two um we were like no because he wasn't planned so Mm -hmm. we were like no we're not having any more kids and then he was born, and, like, a few months later, we were like, eh, birth control, smirch control. <laughs> Let's have another baby. And I got pregnant with Lola, like, pretty quick. And then we knew when we had Lola that we wanted to have one more. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Lola and... See how it goes. Yeah. We're going to see how we feel. <laughs> and how far along are you now? Uh, 11 weeks. Okay. Yeah. So, cool. by the time this... By the time this yeah. comes out, you'll be either... 12 or 13 maybe 14 we'll see we'll be in the in the zone (laughs) yeah so um yeah we're really excited but um yeah so I don't know like should I just uh should I just talk a little bit about um sort of like my my realization of yeah how why I wanted to sort of redefine who I was an adult as yeah. an adult and like reinvent yeah, that person. Yeah, like what was the <clears throat> tipping point? Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, the day I graduated from high school, I moved out of my parents' house, like before the ceremony. <laughs> and I moved in with my grandparents just for the summer because I was going to go to college in Oregon. Okay. Um, and that's, I grew up in not a religious household, but a pretty conservative home yeah where um there was a lot of you know punishment instead of discipline kind of Hmm. routine and what I think um I learned during that summer right after school was that I (laughs) didn't have to answer to anybody anymore yeah and so I wasn't living my life out of being afraid of what consequence might be yeah Um, and then I moved away and I basically had like no worries. My grandparents paid for me to go to college and they paid for my living expenses while I was there. Um, and so I was very, very, uh, fortunate and blessed to have that support. And what it meant was I, I like didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. And so I didn't immediately get hit with reality basically when I became Mm. an adult, but what I did realized pretty quickly was that I didn't have any, um, like real interpersonal skills, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I spent the first few years of being on my own in a new state, not knowing anyone, not really liking who I was, but not really being self-aware to know that. Yeah. To know that. Does that make sense? So how did that, how did that, like, show, like, were you, did you have, like, were you depressed? Yeah. Like, were you just kind of, like, confused? Yeah. Well, okay, I guess mostly, um, at first, I relied so much on external validation from friends, from people, other than myself, just, yeah. like, to validate who I was and yeah. that I was an okay person. Um, and I was engaged. Oh. Yeah, not, not a lot of people know that. <laughs> to Taras? No. Oh, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. 
know. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. What? Boop, boop, boop. Back up. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Wait. Yeah. I thought you said you guys were together. At 18, yeah. But you did you break up? Nope. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I graduated when I was 17. Oh. So my second year of college, Taras and I got together. Oh. And what happened You've what, known each other since you yeah. were in school, but you weren't together until you were 19? Yeah. Okay. No, no. I was 18 when we got together. Oh, okay. But it was the second year after graduating. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my. I was like, what? Yeah. Hold the phone. Yeah. What? Surprise. I feel, like, I feel like I don't even know you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was engaged to somebody, um, you know, and it just, like, uh, I don't have a thing bad to say about that person, um, and we were together for almost two years. Okay. But, um... What I realized was, like, it was an external validation thing. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Was this someone that you met when you were in college? No. Oh um, we had known each other for a really long time. Oh, it was, okay. like, a family friend oh, okay, situation. Yeah, he was a little older. Got it. Yeah. Damn. Yep, surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. That's wild. Yeah, but, you know, and then he lived in Washington, and I think that we got engaged mostly because we were both afraid of change. Yeah. And, uh, and then I went to college and real, like I, as I started to realize that I, I didn't like who I was. Mm. I didn't, um, I wasn't, I, all of my, the validation about who I was as a person was coming from other people telling me I was okay. And he was one of those people. Yeah. And I didn't, um, and I knew that because of that, our relationship wasn't sustainable Mm. mostly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the first, wow, the first year after you move out of your parents' house is wild. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, maybe literally, but also figuratively. <laughs> because, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, because um, you just have space to start figuring things out. And, uh, and yeah, so, let's see. So, yeah, so I, so I cut things off with him, and then... Um, I just started to kind of, like, uh, float around through my life, you know, like, mm-hmm. going through the motions but not really feeling invested in anything. I'm in college because my family says this is what I'm supposed to do, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Par- if, like, society and yeah, every, outside yeah. voices. This yeah. is the next step towards yeah. a successful life path is mm-hmm. for you to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, you know, I, I didn't take it seriously and I didn't enjoy what I was doing. Um, I learned a lot about myself living away from my family and for those first two years in the dorms, which was really like the main benefit to that experience, I think. But I did end up like super depressed, super anxious, um, like major insomnia, not able to sleep. Um, and then I started going to a therapist, which was like super duper uncomfortable for me at that time because therapy was not something that was um even considered in like our family growing up yeah I don't know I've talked about it before on this podcast more than once that it's just it's crazy how stigmatized it is to need help for your brain when Mm -hmm. it's so normal to go to a different type of doctor yeah. when you hurt yourself physically or when you, you know, break your arm or whatever, you know what I mean? But it's like, 
it's still your body. Your brain is a huge part of your body, yeah, and there's totally. a lot going on in there. So why is it such a why do people look at needing help for that yeah. differently than you know having a sinus infection? Yeah, totally. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so I started going to therapy, and I did that for like maybe six months, and um, what that did was give me some tools to be able to start to talk about how I felt about myself mm. because up until this point I didn't even have the language yeah to even think about what I was feeling or why I might be feeling it yeah um and and I came home for a break my uh my spring break <clears throat> and um I was sexually assaulted during that that break mm. and um that experience uh, just, like, completely <clears throat> kind of derailed what I w thought I was working toward during my therapy and everything I had been doing up until that point. Um, and, you know, it was a situation that just sort of, like, for a long time I blamed myself for it because, you know, I didn't, I, I thought I, I didn't say no, you know, but, you know, I know now that that's crazy and that, yeah. that it was, you know, it's not my fault and what happened happened because of somebody else's impulse control issues. Right. But still, even if you knew that then, it wouldn't make it less difficult to deal with. No, you're right, but <laughs> you're right. And also, I, I spent just a lot of time blaming myself for yeah. it and not admitting yeah. to myself that that's what happened. I know, like, immediately, or not immediately, but, like, within a few weeks, I had told my best friend what happened, you know, and I had photos of injuries on my body. Oh, my God. But I still couldn't admit to myself that it was a rape. And, uh, and so then I went like back to school and I was just internalizing that and more and more unhappy with who I was, but not talking about what had happened. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so then like, uh, for the next six months, uh, while I was living there, I just like com continued to sort of like spiral and, um, like cut off all my friends in Ashland, started going to a church that was like pretty conservative, uh, developed an eating disorder and lost like 60 pounds in wow. like a month and a half. It was crazy. Um, and then I moved home because I knew like that would be the moment you asked me earlier, what was the moment that you knew? Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that was a low, that mm -hmm. was the low, mm -hmm. that was the low. So, yeah. So you moved back here and lived with my grandparents, so grandparents again. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then what what happened after that? Like you just did you just start working or going back to yeah, school? Yeah, so yeah, or? both actually. So okay. Taras and I had known each other and we were friends. So we started hanging out and we were together pretty quickly. Um yeah, so this was like 6 months after I had been home and then um I started working. My I worked at Fred Meyer in high school and my boss from then hired me back. To okay. work at Fred Meyer again. Um, and I enrolled at Western and um, just, like, basically started my life. So what what was that process like for you with just 
because that's a lot getting yeah. assaulted and then developing an eating disorder moving yeah. to back to your home state like starting a new school like what was going on in that time for you and then see, starting to date Taras and like yeah like that's there's a lot to unpack, unpack here. there <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so I mean how how did you like I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this the question I'm thinking of in my head um just what what did that look like when you like came back up here like when did you start kind of moving towards like maybe realizing like hey like maybe Mm -hmm. some things need to change or like trying to like get back on to like a track where you were you know healthy yeah totally mentally physically whatever Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah I ignored it (laughs) (laughs) I ignored it all for a while okay yeah until let's see I moved back when I was almost 20 okay and I, we got, let's see, no, ni- I was ni- like 19, almost, uh, let's see, I was 19 and a half when we moved back. I moved back. So yeah, so I ignored it for like probably a good year after I moved back and like, I just was angry all the time. Mm. Um, I didn't like myself. I didn't like the social response I elicited from other people because I was not nice. Mm. Um, and let's see, uh. I, there was a lot of turmoil in my relationship with Taras because he was kind of like, what is wrong with you? You know? Yeah. Had you told him what had happened? Yeah, he knew. He knew like a handful of my close friends Mm -hmm. and Taras knew. And, um, but you know, like how can you understand, like I couldn't even unpack how that had affected me emotionally. Yeah. And then like how that was, you know, affecting my ability to communicate even Mm. um so how could he yeah totally but um you know it it was hard it was like really hard for a long time until it was like and then the eating the you know disordered eating thing was like taras and i moved in together and basically uh there was so much conflict around food in our house because i was so controlling mm. and like micromanaging just like what could come in what could not come in like that it was either i had to figure out how to let go of that or let go of, of terras because mm. um like it was there was just so much conflict around it yeah and so that would be when i admitted to myself that there was a pro- like that i had a problem mm. and so yeah yeah. So what, what else? Like what, what happened? You, yeah. Yeah. I had to like accept, um, that I couldn't control everything that Taras had like brought into our house and that he had to be able to, um, like, you know, eat what he wanted to eat. Yeah. And that I had to eat what I wanted to eat. And that also like, you know, I admitted to myself at that time that, like, what I was doing wasn't healthy, which was hard because there were so many people who were like, wow, you look so great. You're so healthy now. Like, wow, how did you lose all that weight? That's awesome. So, like, people were reinforcing my disordered eating with compliments, mm. you know, um, <laughs> which, so, so like, to me, it just seemed like my first real successful diet. Yeah. Oh, that's so hard, especially... Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, in the last couple of years, especially since having a child, I have really shifted my own mindset. I've never, I've never gotten to a point where I've, I've been, you know, 
I've, I've done, you know, tried diets and different things, fad diets and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, and, like, lost it, but never to a point where, like, it was, you know, what I would, you know, I don't know, I don't know how to phrase this, but, like, I've never had a problem necessarily, um, not an ex- not to an extreme. Yeah. Um, but my mindset in the last couple of years has started to shift, especially since becoming a mom and seeing, like, what the, how people treat you, you know, like on social media, like having like all these, you know, post a picture of me and my baby and then I get 10 strangers sliding into my DMs saying, hey, join my program to lose the Mm -hmm. baby weight. And it's like, what the, uh, maybe I'm fine. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, there's just this like, um, and, and I, I think you posted something yesterday or some, sometime recently on your Instagram story. And you've posted about this before of like, you know, people who, say they're body positive but then they post Mm -hmm. you know like a before and after picture of like you know they were uh, had in a larger body and then lost weight and are in a smaller body and saying I'm so happy now and you're placing value on that and telling other people that you know that larger bodies are less than yeah yeah so I and I've I mean I've totally been the and I always struggle because I truly, I know I say I don't give a shit what other people think, but, and to a certain extent that's true, but I also, at the same time, when we're talking about serious issues like this, I, I don't, I don't ever want to, like, actually offend somebody, but at the same time, if it's something I believe in and I think is true, I want to speak up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I've definitely been a person who has, you know valued that sort of like you know like like even like to a certain point of like posting like a before and after picture myself like that and and there's a lot that goes into that and and not to say that everyone who does it is wrong or you know hates you know people who are in larger bodies yeah but I I see I see like how that can be uh damaging um to other people who Do you get kind of understand what I'm trying to say? I do. I think, um, I think what you're saying is like, you know, um, that you can understand why people post that and that you've been a person who may have posted that before. And so have I. Yeah. Um, but that you also understand why, um, to people who are in larger bodies, that's like you said, damaging and, um, and sends a message of, you know, that they're not to be desired or considered equal to people in smaller bodies yeah yeah well and there's i mean of course there's something to be said about if you're you know if you you know have done whatever you've if you've like been working on yourself and have wanted to meet a goal of being more fit or being healthier or whatever and a result of that is losing weight and you're and you're happy about it that's okay yeah be proud but i think i think kind of what we're both like trying to get across is like basically like just like don't 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 talk about somebody's size you know what I mean like the comparison is unnecessary yeah yeah. thank you yeah (laughs) I'm so I'm so eloquent let me start my own podcast (laughs) yeah I know um but yeah it's just like you know it's okay to you know to have goals and to um want to you know change your body if it's coming from a healthy place and but it's just like 
when it turns into something that is, like you said, like a comparison or like, you know, like I'm not worthy until I'm this mm-hmm. or that. Yeah. That's where it becomes a little bit of a problem, I think. Yeah, totally. And I think like for me, that circles back to the whole like, where's your validation coming from? Yes, totally. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I forgot what we were talking about before we went off on that one. I know. We do a, we do a lot of um. uh, bird, bird, bird walks. <laughs> um, you're talking about just when you and Taras had moved in together. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, like, how did I uh, acknowledge to myself that I had a problem and that I needed to yeah. do something different? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so when you're crying on the floor because your boyfriend wants to have a loaf of bread in your apartment, that would be a moment of reckoning, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, because I think I'm aware enough to know that that's not rational. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not rational behavior. Yeah. Or thinking. So... Um, yeah, I was, I basically acknowledged to myself that either I was going to choose to continue having, uh, this, uh, disordered eating, or I was going to choose my relationship with Taras. So I chose my relationship with Taras Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that wasn't, uh, easy, but it's what I had to do. So what did, after that kind of realization for you, it sounds, it seems like that was another kind of tipping point of like continuing on this journey of figuring out I'm, who yeah. you want to be mm-hmm. yeah. as a human in, out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So like so thing. far in the story, I feel like we've gotten to a point of like, okay, I am not healthy emotionally, not healthy physically, not healthy spiritually. Um, and I'm really unhappy. Yeah. Just with my life and where I'm at. And I don't know where I'm going. Um, yeah. So then we got married. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it worked out for you guys. It did. We got married when we were 21. But everyone who's listening and who listened to the divorce episode... (laughs) Take your time. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, here we are. <laughs> There's always exceptions to the rule, of course, but... Yeah. <laughs> That's us. Everyone um, just needs to calm down. I know. I was listening to that episode like, hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I don't disagree with anything that you guys talked about in the last um, last episode because it was hard. It was getting married young when we both had a lot of shit to figure out was hard. Yeah. It was really hard. Um, and there were a lot of times where I'm sure both of us wanted to throw in the towel. Mm. But we're both stubborn. <laughs> He's an Aries and I'm a Leo. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, fire, fire. But, um, yeah, so we got married and uh, and I was in the human services program at Western with mm-hmm. your sister. Mm-hmm. Which is really where I learned about vulnerability mm. And authenticity. Were you continuing to um, do therapy at this Here, point? No. Okay. Nope. I have not done any therapy in Bellingham. Ugh, it's so hard to I find know. somebody. I know. Yeah. Which is not to say that I, I won't or that I yeah, wouldn't. Because I sure. totally would. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, so yeah. So, we got married. I started the human services program. I started um, continuing to build on my 
like language that I was talking about earlier that I learned about in therapy mm. um, from that program. And uh, human services is exactly what it sounds like. It's how do you serve human beings and meet their needs, basically. Mm. Um, and I don't work in human services right now, but... <laughs> but that's something that translates to everyday life. life. Yes, totally. exactly. I mean, and it's people. Yep. I don't regret getting that degree at all because um, it gave me a whole new lens to view myself through, to view other people through, mm-hmm. to think about interpersonal communication through and like uh you know I think any person working in social services or as a therapist or um you know as a caseworker or anything would say probably uh that there is something you know that drew them to that field yeah totally and I think for a lot of people it's personal experience yeah and that was the case for me yeah. Yeah. And mostly who I helped by getting that degree was myself because it gave me language. It hey, gave me worth it. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. Um, it, yeah. So, well, uh, and it's just even like you said, it's, that's something that it's a unique, um, it's a unique, uh, area because even if you're not working in a job necessarily, in that field or using your degree, quote unquote, it's like, it's giving you tools and skills and language to raise your children. And, you know, if you put it to use, you know, and change your own mindset and perspective using those skills, everybody you come into contact to, whether that's the mailman or your husband or your friends or, your hairdresser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's, 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 uh, we need, we, I think we need more people in, in the world who, um, are knowledgeable in that area, whether it's through going to school and learning about it that way or being taught from somebody else or totally, you yeah, know, whatever, yeah. but it's hard. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm, yeah. And like I said, like vulnerability, compassion, um, you know, just communication are not things that I, you know, I was raised like learning about or like those were not inherent parts of who I was. Mm. And so, um, you know, you, we've all heard those words, but do we really know what they mean? Yeah. And, um, And so I think I had to start, like, with being vulnerable with myself, acknowledging to myself where I was, where I had been, and being okay with that, you know, with that person and wanting to, um, you know, um, yeah, heal myself Mm -hmm. and make space for myself to uh, acknowledge, you know, the different sources of the pain I was feeling and the depression I was experiencing and the anxiety that I have. Um, and it was just such a, that year or two after we were married while I was in that program was just totally a transformative time for me because those were concepts I just like didn't, that were not part of my consciousness before Mm. that point. Um, you know, and and I think of myself as a pretty self-aware person, like pretty, um, like pretty okay at being able to understand stuff when it's explained to me. And, um, so like from that point on, it just, it just, um, wasn't like, I just wasn't the same person that I was before. Yeah. Cause I had a new awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah so I graduated from from that program and worked for a couple years and then we had Oliver so I haven't worked since then but um when we had Oliver was like a whole new tier of okay now I I know who I have been I know what I've experienced I've had I have compassion for myself and I make space for myself and I have the language to talk about my feelings but now I need to like learn how to love myself because I have someone who's completely dependent on me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you're a mom. I so sure I'm do. Sure you, like, <laughs> I don't know if it was the same for you, but for me, it was like as soon as I knew that I was going to be somebody's mom, like somebody's mother. I'm somebody's mother. Same. You know what I mean? It's, I, it it like, literally every single day. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. maybe not every day, but sometimes whenever I just like sit down and think about it, I'm like, holy shit yeah I, yeah it's crazy people have asked like isn't it is it weird like being a mom like ha-? i'm like yes it's crazy yeah but at the same time it just like feels so normal and like it's just like what i was supposed to do um now in the beginning maybe not but yeah, yeah. it's crazy it's wild yeah totally well yeah and like and you're you're three people's mom yeah almost yeah no for <laughs> sure yeah yeah, so it was like, okay, I'm somebody's mom. I can't just, like, white-knuckle through my life anymore. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, like, I need to, like... Because how are you going to be able to give anything? Yeah. And you, you give a lot to your I kids mean, yeah. if you're not, you know, taking care of yourself first. Yeah, and people whatever say... Whatever that looks like. Yeah, people say fake it till you make it, but at some point, that's, like, just not enough. No. I don't b- really believe it. That like to a no, certain extent, to a certain I, yeah. extent, yeah, for sure. But like at some point, you've got to stop faking mm-hmm. it and just be making it. Yeah, or you know, or whatever. That's, oh, that's yeah, or else. <laughs> I want to. I want to punch myself <laughs> for saying that. No, no. I, I mean, everybody's journey is different, and I think everybody, you know, like will realize whatever they realize, like whatever makes sense in their life for them. But for me, when I became a mom, it was like now. What do what do I want to teach my children? What legacy do I want to pass on? And in what how I was living and how I felt about myself wasn't it? Yeah, I wanted I want to be someone who takes myself seriously and invests in myself. Like I said, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and I want to teach that to my kids. And I want them not to have this trickle down intergenerational trauma just to like throw some buzzy words in there yeah um you know that i have yeah it is it (laughs) is real and i i just like want to do the best job that i can do to not pass on some of those hardships to my children yeah so i feel like it's my mission right now in my 20s to like reinvent who i am in in love somebody that i you know the person that i am and that i'm becoming and have compassion and grace for myself just like I do for other people yeah which is not easy no sometimes it's not but it becomes a little bit more a little easier in the sense that when you get to a point where you do become a little bit more self-aware and you do kind of understand like where certain feelings are coming from or where or emotions or whatever to kind of look at it and kind of dissect it a little bit like okay, what, what is this? Where is it coming from? Why is it making me feel this way? And what am I going to do about it? Yeah. And that's something that is important for everybody to do. Otherwise, you know, there's going to be residual, you know, 
effects of that, which comes out in different ways for different people, whether it's irritability, anger, uh, isolation, like, you know, do you yeah. kind of get what I mean? I absolutely get what you mean. Anxiety, depression, yeah. all those things mm-hmm. that I was experiencing before I had the language mm-hmm. to even think about how how I felt. So yeah. I don't know, I guess like whether it's going to therapy or it's, you know, taking uh like going to a workshop or choosing a major that just feels like something that you like that you're called to do like is what I did learning how to think about and talk about vulnerability compassion um you know uh and also just like cycles of trauma Mm mm-hmm is important, I think, and valuable to, to every person, no matter how you get there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I'm on this mission to, like, just love who I am unapologetically. It's not always easy, and I fall no. short a lot. But <laughs> I am I just feel like, you know, that's my responsibility as a mom. And also, I don't, you know, like, I don't have an infinite number of years to live my life. yeah. None of us do. No. <laughs> we you don't. never know. Crazy shit happens all the time. Yeah, so it's like, how do you want to spend that time? Yeah. Well, I think something, too, that, I mean, and a huge reason why I decided to start this podcast is you get, I feel like, maybe not everybody, but I feel like at some point in your life, whether it's in your 20s, 30s, 40s, whenever it is, you get to a point, I feel like, where you're just kind of like sick of the surface level bullshit yeah and there's gonna be that to us you know you're not gonna tell your you know i don't even can't even think of the name you're not gonna tell your like person at the grocery line yeah your cashier your life story because ain't nobody got time for that but in situations where you're with people who you have some level of trust with or you're spending more than five minutes with it's Mm -hmm. you know why is it so difficult for us to get past the just like I said the surface level stuff and like really talk about what's going on and and I know I mean I I do know why that's hard because being vulnerable and trusting people is tough we all I'm sure we all have issues with that to some level but just being open to those conversations and talking about things with people who you spend any amount of time with, if it's more than, you know, if it's a significant amount of time, like, um, like for example, I try to make a point to, if I'm like, especially with my job, when Mm -hmm. people sit in my chair, even if it's for a 20 or 30 minute haircut, like if somebody asks me how I'm doing, you know, just the pleasantries of like, Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Whatever. I, have kind of consciously made more of an effort to be honest when somebody asks me that question because that's what I want from other people. It's like if I'm, even if it seems like it's just like a, hey, how's it going kind of thing, it's like depending on the scenario, like I said, you know, if you're just in passing and you're not going to stop and have, you know, you don't have time to stop and have a conversation, that's one thing. But specifically speaking to my job, like, you know, when I ask somebody how they're doing, I want them to tell me how they're doing, whether that's, I'm great, life's good, whatever, or whether it's, uh, I'm not, you know, it's kind yeah. of just like, a, I'm going through this right now, or like, you know, today's kind of shitty, but like, maybe it'll get better, or whatever, whatever it is, but when people ask me how I'm doing, or how it's going, or whatever, I try to tell the truth, 
yeah. and be honest as opposed to just doing the easy thing, which is just, I'm fine. Everything's good. Everything's mm-hmm. great because a lot of times it's not. And sometimes it is, but, um, it's, I just think that if more people made more of a conscious effort to get uncomfortable and go a little bit deeper and it doesn't have to be telling somebody your deepest darkest secrets but just you know getting real about like what how even if it's just as simple as like yeah I'm not having that great of a day because you know Mm -hmm. I got pulled over and got a ticket and then it made me feel this way or that way you know just like being able to just talk to people and have that connection with other humans because we are every single person on this planet is going through something whether it's you know a big life event or something small or you know we all have emotions and feelings and so why why do we not talk to each other more Mm -hmm. about certain things as opposed to just keeping things yeah on the surface you know yeah Yeah, totally. No, I totally get what you're saying. And that's one thing I, like, super appreciate about your social media and why I stalked you and (laughs) became your client. Um, (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's true. It's, you know, because we have a tendency, we we as people have a tendency to, like, you know, want to put out what's pretty. Yeah. Um, You know, whether it's, like, a beautiful Instagram feed that shows, you know, no flaw Mm -hmm. um, or whether it's just saying, I'm fine when people ask you how you are. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. And the reality is like, we're not always, um, beautiful all the time and things are not always okay all the time. Just like you said. And, um, yeah. So I think that's super commendable and good of you to make that effort. Well, I feel the same way about you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, no, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, um, it's like you said, getting real. And I always talk about like relationships of convenience. I I don't like, I'm probably not the first person who, who ever thought of this, but I'm going to say I talk about it because I do. Um, (laughs) relationships of convenience versus like, uh, you know, relationships that are intentional. Mm -hmm. Um, in like in my twenties, one of my major, like conscious efforts in this like path towards surrounding myself with people that I want to be around and loving myself and being having boundaries about who's allowed into my space, my mental space Mm -hmm. um, and my physical space and my emotional space um, is deciding like, am I, do I have people in my life because it's convenient to have them there, which to me means People who have always been there, people who are my friend because we've been friends since whenever, you yeah. know, somebody who is uh, is this person in my life because we were roommates, like, do, do, do our journeys align, do our energies align right now or not? And if they don't, it's okay to let relationships go, is what, I, you know, relationships of convenience go, and build relationships that are intentional. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, like, stalk the crap out of people. <laughs> No, I don't actually stalk, but, um, you know, like, you know, I, I like, I feel like what you put out into the world is sort of like, um, like on social media, for example, like as a mom in this area, it's like a big tool that people use. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's hard to make mom friends as you might know. And, uh, you know, like good mom friends. 
I mean, that, but also it's kind of just hard to make friends as an adult in general. Yeah. like Especially, this, yeah. like you said, when you get to a point where you you know what you're okay with and what you're not okay with and you have actual boundaries and you're not just, like, yeah. hanging out with anybody just for the sake of it. It, it, uh, it, it closes the yeah. circle a little bit more to who you're going to trust to... You know, give your time and your energy to. Yes, exactly. So where I was going with when I creepily said I stalk the crap out of people, which I don't, was that um, <laughs> I we all do. I it. feel like I use social media sort of as a tool, as like a mini interview. Of, like, do, does this seem like somebody that I want to have in my life? Yeah. Um, and it's almost like a like screening. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. That's fa- totally fair. Yeah, and so um, and so I'm trying. Like my goal right now is to just like build intentional relationships. With people who, um, like, I vibe with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of people who are just around. Yeah. That's been a huge thing. We've we've had conversations, I feel like, about this, too. Suzanne's one of my favorite people to have on my books because I <laughs> always know that we're going to, like, either be talking about the latest, like, y- beauty YouTuber drama because <laughs> we are all about that. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever's going on in each other's lives. And yeah. I feel like usually I... I well, we've both we've both had some drama. We got some tea to spill. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just nice to especially for someone I think especially for someone like me who is I'm pretty introverted and I like yeah. really thrive on that like one-on-one connection. Um it's just nice to know that you're going to spend, you know, 3 hours doing a color service on somebody who you don't have to put on a face for because that's just the reality of working in the field that I do. Sometimes you have to do that, but it's just, um, I, I feel like we've had conversations about, um, just having boundaries with other people in general, but also, you know, people who, um, who maybe you can't exactly just write off, you know, like for me, I mean, as the situation I have with my son's dad Mm -hmm. or, you know, family members who I'm not currently speaking to or, you know, things like that where it's like um, it's it's a it's a hard conversation to have. But also it's good to know and be able to talk to people who understand um, what it looks like practically to be okay with who you do and don't allow to be a part of your inner circle and a part of your life in that way. Um, but sometimes you still have to deal with them mm-hmm. whether you want to or not. And, and like what that looks like, if that makes sense. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's just, it, that's, I mean, yeah, that going back to the point of like going there with people in conversation is like, you know, you find, you find, um, your people and your allies and and people who can relate to you on a level that maybe you didn't know they could until you go there kind of a thing. I don't even know how I got there, but well, (laughs) yeah, no, I mean, I think, well, who you are encompasses all of, of who you are, which, you know, is those tough relationships or those hard things that are hard to talk about or, feel uncomfortable and and so I think that when you can you know build a community of people around yourself whether it's people who sit in your chair or people who you're friends with or 
you know, people on online or like, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whoever's in mm-hmm. your community, which, which could mean a lot of different things. I, I just think it's important to have real ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of, yeah, you kind of have to figure out like what's important to you. And we, like I said, we, I just talked kind of about this a little bit on the divorce episode as well, but figuring out what's important to you, what you're willing and not willing to put up with, whether it's in a romantic relationship or friendships or family members or whatever, and kind of tweaking things from there. Like there's, there are people who I was friends with, you know, uh, three or four years ago before I became a mom who I don't see now, not because I don't like them Mm -hmm. or, you know, I have any animosity, but just because our lives are in different places and we don't want the same things and, you know, or, or we just can't really like relate on a level of like what I'm kind of looking for. And, you know, you kind of just have to be okay with saying, you know, I don't, hate you but we don't really need to be friends yeah totally because people are evolving boundaries are evolving desires are evolving Mm -hmm. um goals are evolving Mm -hmm. and so like why can't relationships also totally yeah totally (laughs) and sometimes they you know like in the case of me and her us you can grow together but you could also easily grow apart and that's okay Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a lot yeah yeah whoa I know that's always how I feel like when we get towards like the end of one of these conversations I'm just like wow this is so much to think about and process but I love it that like I said earlier like that's why a huge reason why I wanted to even start doing this was um because it's just an opportunity not only for me but for whoever I invite to come on to to go there and have those conversations without any outside distraction really and and to put it out there into the world for other people to listen in on and feel like they're a part of the conversation without having to, you know, step outside of their comfort zone if they're not ready for it, um, but still get to um, consume or to take in that information and, and hear the conversations because I think it's important to do that and it can help other people maybe get to a point where they start opening up themselves to Mm -hmm. whoever they're close to or whatever. Um, I mean, I've seen that even just in the last few weeks since I started doing this, I've had tons of people message me about different things saying, Hey, like, thanks so much for talking about this or saying that or Mm -hmm. whatever. And, and, you know, I like to keep things light and fun sometimes, but (laughs) also, you know, we're, like I said, we're all, people with feelings and emotions and we're all humans are complex and it's just it's just nice to um sit down and talk about it totally yeah I totally in an intentional way yeah I love what you're doing here and I think like every episode that you've done could probably be an entire season I know it's Um, so crazy (laughs) and I I, like I know I could talk about this for (laughs) an entire season and probably be more organized about it and and, um, well it's good to get the first one out of the way and then you feel more comfortable maybe I will like maybe I will I think people get addicted to it they're like I've had a couple of uh, friends who have come on and they're like what so when are we doing this again <laughs> I know yeah I'm like let me get a few new people on and then we'll start repeating yes yeah. um, but no it's just I think it's great and um I just I hope that people continue to get something out of it whether it's yeah comedic purposes or 
you know? Totally, yeah, yeah. The serious stuff, too, which I feel like we've been doing more of, which I love. I don't know. I I think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, anyone who's listening, but I, I feel like I, through my own life, have had a tendency to come off as someone who is just kind of hard on the outside or doesn't take anything seriously yeah. or, you know, whatever, but that's obviously not the case. Um, and it, it's, it, it, I'm challenging myself by doing this and by, you know, every single episode before I hit record, I get nervous Mm -hmm. every time, even though I do this every week and every time I hit publish and one goes live on a Friday and people start listening to it, it like feels like I'm like, like just throwing a piece of myself out there and like, well, I hope people don't hate me after (laughs) this. You know, it's, it's very, it's trippy, but it's a, that's a a way that I have figured out how in a practical sense to push myself to keep growing and evolving and changing, Mm -hmm. um, as a person. And it looks different for everybody, but that's kind of been a step in my own, um, journey if you will in becoming just the person I want to be for the rest of my life totally it takes a long time to kind of figure that out but like you said like these years especially I feel like between like 25 and 30 are for most people super transformative and it's just crazy how much changes for people in that time and um we're always changing and evolving and growing hopefully but it's just for whatever reason this specific part of life is you know you kind of move out of that like adolescence and then early adulthood where you think you know everything but you actually know nothing and then you kind of we get to where we are now (laughs) at you know 27 28 and kind of figure wait a minute oh we know nothing holy shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah no you're totally right yeah I read this quote and I'm sorry I don't remember who said it but it was like I read it like a few years ago and um and it just sort of like set the tone for my late 20s and it's something along the lines of like imagine your best self and like that's who you are Mm -hmm. why are you not being why are you not being who you are Mm. your best self like your imagined best self it like that is literally who you are yeah and I think that like that's pretty like um you know like hard to imagine but I I mean I really believe that Mm. and so what do you got to do to reach to get there that yeah yeah totally so uh, you know, you have to know yourself, uh, then you have to be yourself, then you have to love yourself. Ooh! Hey! Ooh! I know. I think that that's a good place to end. <laughs> <laughs> I got full body chills. <laughs> I'm nipping out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a fan. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't think you can see from the way the camera is, yeah. but you know, bras optional is what yeah. I like to say around here. I had a bra on early today, but I was like, I can't do it anymore. Get this yeah. torture device off of me. Yeah, like I literally wear just um, I just pick like cami bras. Empty. That's that's just that's, like yeah. where I'm at right now. Yeah, in my life. I okay. do. No, I totally do that too. Or like, I'll wear like a medium to low impact like sports bra yeah. if I like that's if it. my shirt's too see through. I'm like. Fuck a wire. I know. Who wears bras with wires or, like, I just, I can't. 
my best friend works in the lingerie department at uh, Nordstrom, and every time she comes to visit me, she lives in the Portland area, she, like, brings all these bras, and she's like, you know, let me put these on you and see what size bra you actually are. And I'm like, dude, I'm a large. <laughs> I've, I've done that. I've done that. And it's so, I mean, it, clothing in general is just like, it depends on what store you're at. Like what even is, like I have, I don't, the, I'm yeah. a cotton and spandex large. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what really cracks me up when, uh, Stuff says one size fits all. Who came up with that? I don't know, but I was seen on pants, and I'm like, eh. That's not even possible. <laughs> okay, the sisterhood of the traveling pants is not real. No. Anyway. It's not real. <laughs> one yeah, size does not fit all. It's a fallacy. <laughs> and that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Okay, well, we're uh, getting towards the end here of my... Uh, one of my favorite things, okay, which is to share something that we're bothered by. Okay, all right. Do you have something? Yeah. Okay, I'm great. Fucking bothered by pregnancy farts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they no, bother me. No hesitation <laughs> at all. They bother me. They bother my husband. <laughs> they they are bothersome. Okay, but what's the difference between a pregnancy fart and a normal fart? I've uh, never heard anybody say this. Pregnancy farts are nonstop for, yeah. I, you, Google it. It's real. Hello? At sound off below. Has anybody else heard of pre- pregnancy farts? Because they're real. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm a really gassy person, uh, so I guess so for me. <laughs> you're just always farting. I mean, I definitely... <laughs> What is this? This is good. Oh, Trader Joe's, baby. That's mm. a little... Basically, it's like a York peppermint patty, yeah, but it is. Trader Joe's version, which is mm-hmm. always better. Yeah. Trader Joe's is the shit for snacks and frozen food. I'm bothered by their parking lot. It, who isn't? <laughs> what a joke. Um, <laughs> no, but that's so funny, because when I... I mean, when I was pregnant, I obviously blamed everything on being pregnant, but I'm not... haven't been for a while, and so... <laughs> Yeah, that's why I'm like, what's the difference? I'm like, I think I'm more gassy now than I was. (laughs) I don't know, man. I just don't have anything to blame it on now. Maybe I'm just doing that, but (laughs) it's real to me. And it's ruling my life (laughs) right now. (laughs) I guess the only difference I can think of is that when you're pregnant, it's harder to control... Like, if you need to hold a fart in, it's harder to do that when you're pregnant as opposed to not. No, it's just, like, roll over onto my side, point my toe to the air, and release. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone, but... that is so funny. It's just a reality right now. Oh, Oh, I've had times where... I can feel one coming, and I'm at work, and I'm the only one in the salon, (laughs) and I'm, like, done blow-drying, so there's nothing to cover up the sound, and I'm like, oh, hold on, let me get my blow-dryer back out, (laughs) there's a wet spot, and Uh. just let her, I, I don't, oh, okay, let me stop in the middle of my sentence, because this conversation just reminded me mm. of something that literally just happened like two days ago. Well, now it's been a couple weeks. At the time of this recording, it happened a couple days ago. Um, <laughs> my my dad and my sister and I went to go see the Mr. Rogers movie. Aww. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, is that what it's called? There's a documentary too, but we saw the movie that just came out with, with Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah, It was so good. 10 out of 10 recommend. I mean... It's Mr. Rogers. It's no. Tom Hanks. Like, I know. You really, you're a monster if you don't like that movie. 
Um, so anyway, so we're at the movies and it was a last minute decision. It was like a nine o'clock showing. There were, I mean, aside from my dad, my sister and I, there were probably six other people like spread out in the theater. Uh And, um, this is a two in one story because one of the things I'm about to say is something I'm bothered by. Okay. (laughs) I'll start with that. When you're in a movie theater and there's hardly anybody in there. I sit, I'm the kind of person who sits as far to the back as possible. Mm -hmm. I want to be in the top row. I don't want anybody behind me. Mm -hmm. So we're in the theater. There's only a few other people there. And there's a couple that walks in. And where do they choose to sit? Directly in front of us. No. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You can't put your feet up if they do that. Like, just move a couple of seats. Like, be in the row in front of us, fine. But, like, move a few seats the other direction. There's nobody over there. Like, why are you trying to... Are you trying to make friends? Like, you think you're going to be turning around and talking to us during the movie? I don't understand. Get away from me. Yeah. If the theater's full, obviously there's nothing that can be done about that. But if it's an empty theater, like, go sit somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Like, you can... I'm annoyed. Yeah. So... Anyway, they got their, I got my revenge on these people because (laughs) we're kind of unintentionally, but it was still funny. So these, this couple is sitting directly in front of us and I'm eating my movie theater popcorn, living my best life. Mm -hmm. And I'm a gassy bitch. Okay. (laughs) I got the toots and (laughs) (laughs) we're watching it, the Mr. Rogers movie, it's very sweet. It's There's not a lot of, like, loud action going on, so uh-huh. it's a pretty quiet theater. <laughs> and I feel that grumble in the belly, and I'm like, ooh, you girl, got a fart. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to let it slide out. Like, maybe it'll be a quiet one. <laughs> well, surprise, it wasn't. <laughs> So I just let her rip, and my sister, the look, if looks could kill, my dad didn't hear because he's practically deaf, so that's fine, but my sister, like, she, like, she looks over at me, and she was like, oh, and then we both just, like, we just start, we, like, have our, like, our mouths under our shirts, like, trying not to crack up laughing, because you could, the... I saw the people in the, like, sitting in front of us, like, look at each other, like, oh, my, like, they definitely, there's no denying that they heard the fart, and then it happened again a few minutes later, but it was quieter the second time, so. They won't be sitting in front of That's what you you get for sitting in front of me in an empty-ass theater. Rude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Listen, everybody farts. I'm just less ashamed about it yep. than other people are. Yeah, same. Maybe it's because I'm pregnant, but. <laughs> <laughs> farts on you. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. I used to do so many shameless things when I was pregnant. Especially when you finally, like, get to a point where, like, you're visibly pregnant, even though, like, you should never say anything to anyone, Mm -hmm. even if they do look very pregnant. Just don't ever say anything, Mm -hmm. okay? Just don't do it. Hot tip. Yeah. But I would, well, even before I was visibly pregnant, I would go out to places and I would just be, I mean, I was just hungry all the time. Mm -hmm. So, still hungry all the time. But it was worse when I was pregnant. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) I would go to restaurants and it'd be busy or whatever. And I would, I've done, I did this more than once. And I would be like, hey, 
I'm really sorry. I'm like, I'm pregnant. I need something now. Like, can you bring me some fries or like something mm-hmm. like before you even take orders? Yeah. And they would. And everyone was so nice. Yeah. And oh if gosh. I try, I guess I could try to do that now and just lie, but I'm a bad liar. So pregnancy work. comes with perks. Oh. I, my dentist gave me like a free, is it Panasonic toothbrush? Is that what it's called? Ultrasonic? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. He gave it to me for free. He's like, you're pregnant and that's hard. <laughs> Here's you're a, like here's a you're free right. two hundred dollar toothbrush. You're like I've been basically <laughs> pregnant for three years. Yeah, so. I have. I've been pregnant or breastfeeding for like three fucking years. Okay, <laughs> give aye, me some aye, free aye. stuff. Okay, <laughs> or oh. at least a parking spot up close. Um, you know, I I also cried one time uh, at, when I was trying to order fish and chips because I wanted the half order, which is only for children or seniors. And I was like, I'm pregnant. I just want a half order. They're like, you could get a full order and take part of it home. And I started crying. Oh, and I, I was like, I don't want to take it home. I want you to give me a half word. What is that, what is that <laughs> even about? Like, why do seniors and children get to decide that they want to, like, have less of a meal? Like, fish and chips is not a meal you heat up in the microwave no. and eat later. Nasty. Even in the oven. Like, it's yeah. just not. It You can't. It yeah. only tastes good fresh. And just because. Don't be ageist. Just yeah. because I'm not four or 65 doesn't mean that I shouldn't be able to have a half order of fish and chips, yeah. bitch. another thing to be bothered by. <laughs> like, and that's not just, like, pregnant people, like, any people. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, oh. oh, just about dropped my water. It's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bothered by that. Wow. Oh, man, I feel I better. Do you feel better? Oh, uh, yeah, I A do. little? Yeah, I do. I'm going to go in my car and fart, though. <laughs> I mean, you can let her rip. I No. Should we get the microphone? <laughs> Just bend over. <laughs> Do the toe point. <laughs> no. Oh, my no, God. That'd no. be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, thank so you great. so much for having me. Thank you so over. much for coming. Yeah. And for sharing and... Yeah. You know, just all the things. Hey, if you guys uh, want to follow Suzanne on Instagram, I'm not going to guarantee that she'll accept your request, but you can try. <laughs> you can. Yeah. No. I, I, so I made my account private because I was getting creeps in the DMs. Yeah. So I might reopen it again because, you know, like I talk about a lot of cool stuff on there and yeah. I've made a lot of good friends through Instagram. So, yeah. Same. Um, so if you want to follow um, Suzanne or if you want to shoot her a message about anything we talked about today, um, her handle is at Suzanne Pap. Pavluk, um, and it's spelled weird. So I'll put it in the episode description as usual. I do that every week. And of course, I'll tag you when I post the little preview clip or whatever. Um, So yeah, if you want to follow Suzanne or send her a message, um, you can find her there. You can find me at Layla Halpert with a period in between. Or um, you can find me at Bleached and Bothered Pod. I run that account. I don't know if you knew that or not. (laughs) <laughs> I do this all by myself. I'm a one-woman show. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think uh, I think that's good, and we've all got a lot to think about. I do. <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, the difference between a regular fart and a pregnancy fart. I'm Go, gonna have to go- Google it. Listen, Seriously, Google pregnancy fart. Comment on the preview clip I post in the Instagram page below if this is a thing or not because I don't I'm not convinced but it is whatever <laughs> I mean it is oh man well thanks again yeah. for joining me thank you so much everybody for listening um, please 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 I say this every week and I'll never stop continue to leave me five stars write me a nice review I live for it um, I really appreciate it. 
And um, there's going to be some exciting things coming in the future for this podcast. Um, and you guys are making it possible by giving a shit. So thanks. Um, yeah. Other than that, TGIF. If it's not Friday, then TGI whatever day it is. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.